Happy New Year. Uh-huh. Welcome back, everybody, to our first episode of 2023 here at the Decode Podcast, coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. Wait, it's been three years since COVID? Yes. God, where did the time go? <laughs> COVID has made us lose track of all time. Time is an illusion. Time is a construct. Technically not really. No, it's not. <laughs> How we perceive time technically is a construct. Yes. Anyways, welcome back, everybody. We are glad to be uh, bringing you this wonderful, wonderful educational program about video games and esports. Um, yeah, so we're back. We're going to talk about the usual things, like what we've been playing and stuff in the video game news verse that we have enjoyed or bothers us or annoys us scratches our ears a little sometimes when we hear about it i have words about sony's uh ces stuff that's the thing that happened yeah and it's funny it's like nothing of like outside of their their answer to microsoft's adaptive con- controller the, the- I don't. I'm so I'm like Sony. This seems like this was put together last minute, a little bit. The the design of it is really weird. Like the the joysticks in the middle and everything I, surrounds it. Like yeah, that's... I, I kind of like Microsoft system better because it allows for things to be shifted around, yeah. but also you can add modules to it. Mm-hmm. The uh, the PlayStation accessibility controller uh, needs some work. It needs some work. It's it's an Razer's controller looks a million times better than the actual Dual <laughs> DualShock Five. <laughs> it really does. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, the the, the PlayStation Five uh, adaptability controller. Uh, it's nice that they finally have one. So that's that's cool. Uh, I'm just like, I think the design is a little off because literally the sticks in the middle, and you can put like all the buttons around it, or you can make the buttons in a circle and have the stick in one of the outside. It's just it's really weird how it can be put together. I'm not sure how much it helps with accessibility, accessibility but it's nice that they finally have an option. Because uh, that was one of the things that always bugged us. It's like They're like, yeah, you know, PlayStation games have great accessibility options, except, except for the actual physical through. controller. And that's something that always bothered us. So it's good that they finally have one. Accessibility doesn't just mean software, also yeah. it's hardware. Uh, the P- the PSVR two still continues to like disappoint c- disappoint me. I just I'm, it's the backwards compatibility. Yeah, that bothers a lot of people. Um, I don't think it's gonna do well because of the lack of backwards, backwards compatibility. compatibility. I think what it's gonna do is they're the only VR headset that does that actually, which is hilarious. I know it's so strange because everyone's just like, oh, but the Oculus and like actually, actually, all the Meta devices are fully capable. Of going back and running those old original Oculus games. Yes. So it, it leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. Um, again, you know, what's going to work is whether or not the softwares, the games are what matters when it comes to this. The, play, uh, the original PlayStation VR has a nice, good library, uh, but, but nothing. You can't touch anymore. Uh, what do you mean? Well, I mean, are people real? Let's think about this logically. Are people, A, going to rebuy the games they've already bought for the PSVR 1? Well, they're not, make, they're not porting them over to PSVR 2. So you're not getting Beat Saber? I don't know if PSVR 2 is getting Beat Saber. Okay, that's weird. I know it's on PSVR. I know, yeah, that's why I said, okay, that's weird. Um, Beat Saber is like literally one of the best games on VR, period. Uh, yeah. Um... I, I, there's just there's just nothing of note that interests me on the VR two, which is why I'm like, okay, I'll just wait. But yeah, there's that, but it's just like it's the backwards compatibility thing that really bothers me because I'm just like, I mean, and what's funny is the PSVR does work on PlayStation Five. You just yeah. have to get the adapter, adapter, which you fill out a form and they send it to you for free. Yeah, you just have to put fill out in the form. You have to fill out the form and you need the numbers of your PSVR. VR. And they send you the PlayStation 5 adapter for free, which is great. But like, what if I still want to play like my PSVR games? Are you only going to make games for the VR 2 or 
Like, am I still like it's just? Yeah, that, that that that's my other question. It's just like it's just. Upset. See, that's why I said like. So well, let's think about this logically. Are people really going to have to sit here and now keep a whole? Because you know, most people they tend to trade in their stuff. Yeah. But now they can't. Now they have a piece of hardware that they technically can't trade in because they can't touch any of the because it's end of life. And it's like, but I want to go back and play those. Like, if I want to play Beat Saber on my PlayStation Five, I have to keep my a whole nother headset around. Yes, that's not a, that's not that's a significant amount of space. I don't know. I feel like they'll change it eventually. There'll be a way to just have the games work on the PSVR too. But for now, like <clears throat> they haven't really clarified whether or not what they're doing, what they're doing with it. So that's upsetting. Um. So boo to the PSVR two and yay to the PlayStation Five accessibility controller. I'm more like boo to the PSR VR two, and cautiously yay, cautiously <laughs> to the controller. We are cautiously optimistic on the controller. All right, before we get into uh, the rest of gaming news, it's been a while since we've been on it. Obviously, the holidays are coming by, New Year's have come. You know, we've had a lot to celebrate, a lot of Things keeping us busy, and I realized, well, have we been playing anything new since uh, we were last on air? I've been playing Quake again. So I was at MAGFest. So my little what I've been playing is, is a little... I, I literally spent four days in the land room. Okay. I brought a whole PC with me. Um, I've been playing Quake, TF2, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, a train simulator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Starship at the pro- uh, Starship Starship Bridges. Okay. Um, which is every single person has a uh, console that they have to sit at, and yeah. you're in a ship and everything. That's a lot of fun. That is fun. Has no right being that much fun. <laughs> um, I want to be the guy that fires a nuke. That's literally what the guy next to me was. <laughs> and he's like, what if I fire at this? I was like, you realize we'll die also. He's like, oh. It's like, like when I said we're point blank, I said we're point blank. <laughs> fire the regular missile. Fine. <laughs> um, we did try to warp through another ship, though. That's hilarious. Only because I wanted to see if Star Wars was correct. I don't think it was. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish it was, though. Uh, other than that, yeah, that, that's everything I've been playing. Uh, so I haven't been playing anything new, so to speak. Mm-hmm. After I played through God of War Ragnarok, I started replaying the original God of War 2018. Uh, Sable finally came out on PlayStation. PlayStation. So I downloaded that and played that for a bit. That was wonderful. Um... And before they took it out of the shop, I downloaded the PlayStation 5 version of Biomutant. I started playing that earlier this year. They took it off the shop? Well, it was free for PlayStation Plus. Oh, okay. That's what you, that's what you mean. Yeah, because now we have the new PS Plus library. Up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that's what you meant. Okay. It was. It's not part of the PlayStation you, uh, yeah. Essentials thing. It but, was the PlayStation. Like, you know, every month they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was like, wait, they delisted it? That's interesting. Yeah, it was only up for the month of December. Okay. So before December ended, I made sure I downloaded it. I yeah. think Prime it's a good game. It's good. Like, and again, techn- it's a good double, I would say double A or single A it's game. It's definitely a double A game. Uh, the, here's what I, especially the differences between the PlayStation 4 version and the PS5 version now. Uh, the PS5 version is more technically sound. So it's yeah. basically like, here's what the game would run as. If it wasn't a choppy, weird sort of mess kind of thing, um, the complaints about the game's direction still are still there. Like it, it's pieces from all these different game types and doesn't really yeah. like gel them together. They just well. it just it needed a better director. It definitely needed someone with a clear vision. Yeah. Um, but if you have a PlayStation Five and you were able to nag the ver- this version, or if you're trying to figure out whether or not you want to keep the game. Definitely try out the PlayStation 5 version just because it runs better. <laughs> so what's the best on PC? Probably. Yeah. Like I've played the, the 
the Series X version. Mm-hmm. And that was actually, that ran really well. Um, PC version runs the best so far. I haven't tried the PS5 oh, it's, version. It's PC version. It's yeah. always going to run the best. Um, and that's been about it. You know, I've been dabbling a little bit more with Destiny now that I've, I've taken a life. I feel like I've taken a long enough break from it. There's stuff to do now because it's pre-patch. Yeah, we're, we're getting Lightfall at the end of February. So now I'm just like... Let me get into a little bit of a groove so I can have some. I heard they added an esports thing, like a competitive mode. So they added a competitive mode to the Crucible uh, for yeah, PvP. I, I, yeah, you know uh, how so I now found there's out? A, there's a ranked competitive mode. Yeah, you know how I found out? I have four dead mice. Here? Yeah. <laughs> the cafe. Yes. <laughs> They're all broken in the exact same way, the scroll wheel. That's not something I can fix easily because it's like it Logitech, stop using plastic bits for like mission critical joints. So how did that correlate with Destiny 2 competitive? Because they seem to be the angriest people when they lose. That's terrible. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because they're probably mixing console with PC players or something. I mean that happens because there is crossplay. So, so I don't know what the aim assist is like, but there have been some people who have been screaming a lot of profanities. Which is and what I'm th- looking over and I'm like, you're playing Destiny, why are you so angry? Which is funny because even when I play PvP here at the cafe, yeah. I don't use mouse and keyboard. I use a controller. And I'm I'm still like kicking yeah. ass in the game, you know, and like I'm out shooting PC players. With the controller, and it doesn't yeah. give you the aim assist. It uses the same. It uses the same thing. That's the same true. thing as if you were playing on a PC. So I'm at no advantage whatsoever. Like I'm still, I'm still. I actually found out about the aim assist in in, in Apex recently. For Apex Legends, yeah, yeah, it's, it's atrocious. Yeah, I thought Halo's aim assist was like. Bad. I sat there I was like, I'm never going to complain about Halo's aim assist ever again. <laughs> like, I thought Halo magneted onto your head as a controller. Nah, I watched Ryan go back and forth, full speed strafing. Target never moved. I'm like, that that shouldn't be a thing. No, they want to hold your hand. They don't. They want to make you feel like a esports, you know, guy, girl, person. <laughs> I'm so happy that esports is collapsing it on itself. It's not. It's just. Bursting. The bubble was always. Did you hear about 100 Thieves? Yeah. And now 80 Thieves. (laughs) (laughs) I had to make the joke. (laughs) Layoffs are a terrible thing. I really shouldn't be joking about that. But 100 Thieves did lay off 20% of their workforce. Yes, they did. So technically, they're 80 Thieves now. No, it's just like everyone jumped into the pool at the same time of, you know, Throwing money at esports, not really understanding how esports work. Well, no, 90% of, I'm going to be quite honest with you, is all these finance people who tied esports to things like Findex and crypto exchanges. And now that's all kind of collapsed on itself. It's like, oh, like a good example of this is the Miami Heat. Their new arena was supposed to be the Findex arena. Yeah. It's now just called the arena. Yep. It happens. By the way, yes, that's an Elder Scrolls uh, reference. <laughs> it happens. Like, you know, I, we all, I, I think you and I both knew that, like, at some point, it just was not going to end I, well. I, I just like the fact that I sat here and I'm just like, listen, there's still going to be Dota 2 played. There's still going to be Counter-Strike played. There's still going to be League. There's still going to be League. Fortnite esports kind of just went. Oh, I actually know the inside about that. So Epic Games was upset that after the World Cup, like that they did, they saw peak player, right? For a few weeks after the World Cup, and then it just rocketed back to like pre-World Cup numbers. And they're like, oh, well, clearly that didn't work, so we're going to kill it. I'm like, that's that's how all esports work. Yeah. During your championship, your numbers go up and you only retain a few of those people. You have to be consistent. <laughs> Don't just do it one. That man is going to be the only man who's ever owned. Who's like, yes, I am the one and only true champion of Fortnite. 
Booga is, Booga is the only Ooh. World Cup guy. <laughs> only like, one. The, the only one. The only one ever. Period. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just unfortunate, you know. I think I I feel like there's still ways to capitalize on esports. The way they went about it with trying to do this whole big like television deal no, stuff. I prefer no gun mode. Uh, no build mode. And Fortnite, yeah, yeah. everybody does. It is <laughs> so much more fun because they kept. It's like you can still do the weird stuff. Like to get around the map, but it's like, like uh, I was watching uh, Ryan's brother with a group of their friends, with a um, they had this mallet. Yeah, and the mallet just vaults you. Yeah, vaults you. I was just sitting here laughing. I'm like, this is this is so dumb. I love it. Fortnite has a lot of uh, stupidity in it, which makes it appealing. It's just like, yeah, it's just just like, oh, this is this is just zero. uh, What's it called? Mode zero grav mode in. in uh, TF2 yes. or in Counter Strike or Big Head Mode. <laughs> all this, and it's fun. It is fun. Anyway, let's get down to some uh, some news things. Start with uh, some Sony news. Uh, I don't believe this. I mean, I do, and I'll tell you why in a, in a, in a sec. So, Sony boss Jim Ryan uh, has made the proclamation that the PS5 shortage uh, is seeing its end. Uh, he didn't outright say it's over. Uh, he just said that like they've been able to produce enough to keep up with the demand, which is true. Uh, stores are have been able to have more supply and things. Of oh, that you mean nature. more than like one? Yes. So there's now two on the shelves. No, there's five on the shelves now. <laughs> <laughs> Your local GameStop has two in stock. Yeah, one's for the regional manager. Um, this is uh, in spite of ship shortages and other problems that have come about uh, just not just for PlayStation but everyone everyone in any type of hardware right now Um, the sales have been crazy the PlayStation 5 remains one of the most in demand items uh, in the world Uh, the supply definitely improved towards the end of last year uh, December being the holiday season was their biggest month for PS5 console sales. Gee, no wonder you wanted to have that in time for Christmas because otherwise <laughs> people would be upset. Uh, but it is becoming easier to get a PlayStation 5 at retail. Um, the only people that this is negatively affecting, obviously, is the resellers because now they're not making any money because uh, people have been able to go into stores and find PlayStation 5s like nothing. Uh Actually, there's apparently if you have an original run PlayStation Five, like, um, they did change out some chips. Apparently, yeah. So there is a it's a smaller chipset. Um, they also changed the heating units and yeah, the physical and the but, physical disc uh, units. Yes, so but they're there, lighter. There mm-hmm. is yes, but there is one. There is one that this doesn't really okay. This is for a very niche audience. <laughs> and that niche audience is like basically people, I think, just me in this room right now. Probably. Um, they changed the chip uh, controller that, you know how it has um, optic out, right? Yes. Okay. So the optical out for sound on the original raw, fat PlayStation 5, like the first year model. Right. Is actually has a better sound chip. It's like the original PS1. Which has like a specific sound chip that mm-hmm. Sony was producing to put in there, and mm-hmm. then the cut cost they they shipped to they shipped to a cheaper model. But that optical out produces a better sound quality than the ones that are shipping now. Now you're not really gonna notice this if you're playing it through your like TV speakers, mm-hmm. but if you have like a high end audio system, or if you go through like a high end DAC, and you have like cans on. Yeah, you can tell the difference. At least I can tell the difference. <laughs> it, it, it's very minuscule. It's so. like, yeah, again, like, it's a very niche audience that cares about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the things that uh, I notice is happening is if you have had a controller since around the launch window, which was the tail end of yeah. COVID, uh, those controllers only last about three, four years. Yep. And my controller is finally starting to die again. Yeah, I had Joy-Con drift with the other one, which was about six months 
after I got so, the system. Yeah. So I traded that in to get like a fresh controller. And now that new controller is the one that's like kind of like the what, the only thing that's really happening is it's not holding the charge as long as it used to. And once again, as I know everyone makes fun of Microsoft for this, it's like you guys still ship your thing with a battery. I was like, yeah, I'd rather that, honestly, than have to rip apart a controller. At least with the PS5, it's easy to change the lithium thing. In the, yeah, but uh, now you void your warranty. I don't. I mean, it's already a year. I know, yeah, I know. Year, but um, you just have just to buy. Just make it. Just do what old phones did. Just have it pop off and just swap out the battery. Well, you can. It's just to pop it off, you got to take the... I am talking about, like, with no like screws. Really, just, no like, screws? actually yeah, okay. have, like, a... <laughs> Just put a hatch. It's not that difficult. Yeah, you got to go through four screws on the controller to change the uh, lithium-ion battery in the back. On the bright side, it's only ten to thirteen dollars to buy the lithium battery yeah. that goes into the PS. Pricey for that, actually. I mean, it's better than compared. I'm just saying, compared to like other yeah. of that size. I mean, would I rather spend between ten and fifteen or another seventy? Oh, another seventy on a controller. Can I? Can I actually say something? Um, I just noticed today that Callisto Protocol is on sale on the Epic Games Store. Okay. Why did that game launch at 70? A lot of games are coming out at 70. Why? None of them deserve that price tag right now. I know that, but that's what games are doing. Now. I will give it to one game only because from what I've seen so far, and I haven't seen much, that I'm like, I'll bite. And it's uh, Forspoken. The good thing is, Four Spoken is only fifty nine ninety nine. I know, and I said, I was like, "You look like a seventy dollar game, but you're also isekai, so you could go really good, unique idea, or you could just dig into the actual isekai trash." So I, so like, what's funny is, I normally don't do this. Like when I feel like a game isn't gonna do well, I try not to buy it. But I'm buying this game. I, I, I'm tempted. It's, it's, I'm sitting here. I'm like, listen, I was pleasantly surprised with Strangers in Paradise. And I bought that solely for the meme. Yeah. At price. Uh, don't get us wrong. And right? I sat there. And I'm like, you know what? I was thoroughly. I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Yeah. It's not the greatest game ever. Oh, like, no. <laughs> by far. No. But it is definitely. It brought tears to my eyes. I'm like, yeah, I'm back in 2003. Yeah. <laughs> If this game came out then, it would be the best thing ever. Literally. It would be right up there with Devil May Cry. Yeah. So, like, Forspoken has a lot of funny stuff happening in it. Like, I played the demo, and I was just like, I still have no idea what the story is. But something is driving me it's to this exactly, game. Exactly. I don't know what it is. The, it's an isekai. It just... I hate it, isekais, though. Everyone hates isekai, but yet we still read them. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, we got a little off track. But basically, PS5s are becoming easier to get. Here's why. Here's why I I this is where I say I call shenanigans on that. And here here's why. Yes, they might be easier to get in terms of production. They might be able to produce. Um, the entire supply chain is still a mess in terms of shipping things. Well, that's everything is in terms of shipping things. Because we all relied on just-in-time shipping. Yeah. And what you kind of run out of time. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help that now it, it, to even airship stuff now is taking longer because, you know, no one can fly over Russia. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Japan uh, went from being 13 hours to 16-hour flight from New York. <laughs> Direct. Ugh. Uh, recently, this also, this uh, thing came out in the... Uh, PlayStation 5 news uh, by t a TikTok uh, repair person who said that uh, holding the PlayStation 5 vertically allowed... I... See, I was skeptical of it, but I only thought of one way that could lead to it being damaging. Remember that they're using what, what we call um, cryonaut liquid, right. liquid metal. Um, in PCs... We have to be very careful how you orient the PC when you use that. Yes. Um, because if it gets too hot, it can seep out from its thing. If you weren't, if you weren't tight enough with the actual closure. Yes. So what I thought was maybe in transit, because let's be honest, the FedEx people toss those boxes around. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I had a PC tossed into the cafe. Like that thing had air. <laughs> um, the I thought, okay, maybe the coolers 
might have jiggled a little loose. And that liquid metal, which can short components because it's metal. Yeah. Leaked out. That was my plausible explanation to that possibly happening. Yes. Uh, so it's or you run into a, an issue with manufacturing where something's not. Yeah. Um, like, you know about the, the ice cream where Tanti had, they had a machine that would close their gelato. No. But it wasn't calibrated correctly. So it was closing them too tight. So people would have to take like hammers to open their ice cream because <laughs> it was literally too tight tightly closed right you would need the same kind of machine to unscrew it mm -hmm. so i thought okay maybe the machine's not calibrated right that wasn't the case anyway, that wasn't the case so that myth has actually been debunked yeah. uh it only were the case came from uh, opened PS5s ps5 that were left like at a repair shop yeah like that so, doesn't surprise me so there was their own error that was causing yeah. ps5s die. to die, die. out so but, if you have you if you've had your PlayStation Five vertical, you don't have to worry. I've had mine vertical since launch. I opened mine up just to make sure that like nothing was happening and everything. I keep ever I'll keep all my consoles. See, see, here's me though. I keep all my consoles horizontal, and he, and it's not because oh you have plenty of space, Gino. No, I had idiot roommates. I have cat. I don't want to be guillotining discs. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that is, the Wii was notorious for guillotining discs because people would have the Wii horizontal without its without its base fall over. Your disc is now scratched. Yeah, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Horizontal for me from then forward. I, I want to put my PlayStation Five horizontal. I just don't have a spot for it. Yeah, exactly. My, I'm uh, a little worried about my PlayStation Five because I keep it in standby mode, and the thing. Oh no! You're supposed to turn that thing off, man. No, I do turn. I, I I've been turning everything off now because it just it just pumps heat out. And in that tiny little thing, I'm like, I need to add coolant. <laughs> See, now I have to mod my furniture, which is a whole nother thing that. My significant other will not let me do. It's like, you're not cutting holes in the in, back of the in, furniture. In the I'm like, I need to add fans. <laughs> <laughs> we need cooling fans in here. We're killing the consoles. Yeah. If the cat can climb in there and be completely happy, it's a problem. <laughs> Where's the cat behind the PS5? Just chilling. On top of it, actually. <laughs> my cat's been enjoying my new TV a little too much. Uh-huh. It's laying in the back. It's like, yo, it is so warm. <laughs> uh, let's go down some video game news here. Uh, for fans of Hitman, uh, Hitman 3 is getting a name change. It's now becoming the Hitman World of Assassination. Uh, what they're doing is their IO Interactive is unifying all the three games that were under the sort of quote unquote reboot series of Hitman, Hitman 2 and Hitman 3, uh, the one from Square Enix, well, the two from Square Enix, and then the third one they self-published. It's now all going to be joined together uh, under one game. So if you own Hitman 3, but you have not owned one or two, uh, you're going to get all of them after a free update uh, after January 26th. Uh, you'll have access to the story from Hitman 1, the story from Hitman 2, and the story from Hitman 3. Uh, this is all in part of them turning Hitman into this uh, essentially a live service game with a lot of free updates. Um, before, you did have to pay for 1 and 2, and they realized that wasn't good. Uh, now that they've been able to get full rights to everything, they're able to push this out. Uh, so if you currently own Hitman 3, the update for 1 and 2 will be free. Uh, if you are a new purchaser of Hitman 3, if you get it not between now and the 26th, uh, it's just a small fee to get the expansion for 1 and 2. Uh, this also comes in time where they just dropped their new Freelancer mode, uh, which is a roguelike uh, experience for the Hitman franchise. So you can play it, find all sorts of different things, and try to you know knock all the missions out as fast as you can, or get all the targets as fast as you can. And... Uh, Death will have you start from the beginning, uh, but you'll be able to play through Hitman 1, Hitman 2, and Hitman 3 all in one fell swoop in this new freelancer mode that just dropped 
Uh, it's a roguelike mode. And this is on top of their free seasonal updates that they do you know, periodically every three months. Every month they have some type of special contracts that come out and things like that. Uh, so it's nice to see the Hitman franchise still continue. It's one of my favorite games of... Uh, that still is one of my favorite games to play. Like every time they do a new thing, I'll play the new mode. Um, so it's fun to see it still do its thing. Um, yeah, so that's Hitman. Uh, over in uh, Ubisoft news, um, Ubisoft is, fina- is facing some uh, financial troubles. They have had to cancel three unannounced games, and Skull and Bones has now been delayed for a sixth time. Is it now the Duke Nukem of this generation? Probably is now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No word on what three unannounced games they canceled. Uh, Some signs seem to point that their Splinter Cell remake might be one of the games that got canceled because of this. Uh, So I, I think it has everything to do with Splinter Cell and or Tom Clancy. I think the family's upset. Maybe. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if the family's upset. I mean, I'd be upset if I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this comes after uh, the, after Ubisoft trying to figure out what to do with their games. Uh, the Mario and Rabbit sequel failed to meet sales expectations, as did uh, Which is- Just Dance 2022. Okay. That one, that one makes sense. Um, you're, still por- you're still porting it to the Wii. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> why is it uh, on the Wii? The, um, the Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope uh, is a little surprising. It is a little surprising, but also I remember the game came out and I was surprised when it came out because mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't know that this came out already. And it's funny because they did spend a lot of money on the marketing for Rabbits. And I'll tell you where, because I just remembered where I did see commercials for Mario plus Rabbits. Oh, Sparks God, I'm going to hate this. There were commercials for it on, like, the streaming program. So, like, Hulu and, like, any of the streaming services. That so, you mean anyone ads? who has uh, a pie hole or ad block? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they were there. To all advertisers, just, just just listen, listen. It's not this hard. It is not this hard. You still have a world that people have to go outside to. Billboards work. There were there was GameStop advertisements. Yeah, but those are GameStop advertisements. I think Nintendo advertised it for more often than, than Ubisoft did. They definitely did. Yeah. Because right, Nintendo. Nintendo knows how to advertise. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like the game was bad. It wasn't. It just didn't meet sales expectations. I also think it just came out at a really weird time because I feel like other stuff overshadowed it. It came out in like early October. I don't know why I ignored it then. I'm part of the reason why it didn't sell because I didn't buy it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me find out when it came out actually. Uh, but I know we have some uh, Dota 2 news from Valve considering yes. the new competitive season. Uh, there's a new competitive season. They just made the announcement. Is this it? Yeah. I'm just going to pop this here. So Valve unveiled just all the majors just right off the bat. The first one, I believe, is happening down in South America. Um, the major location, Valve has announced the Lima uh, Germany is now hosting for its fourth major, while Valve has officially announced that Lima as its location. The major location was apparently leaked at the end of the year by a poster promoting the event circulating online. Um, so we really think that I'm going to be happy for, for Lima. Lima deserves it. South America deserves their own major. They're great. The winter tour will culminate in Lima, Peru. Which is going to be fun. Uh, While the spring uh, will conclude with Berlin. Finally, Indonesia will host the Summer Tour Grand Event with the Bali Major. Which makes me wonder, is TI coming home to Seattle? Because that's been the the rumor. I I feel like all signs point to it it, when it comes to a United States venue. 
I they, like. It's like, yes, Texas is great. I did want to go to the Texas major. And then, you know, Texas had the Texas. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go to Texas now. <laughs> but if we're going back to Seattle. I get to go have Dick's Burgers again. <laughs> Listen, I know the name is unfortunate, but. It's a good burger spot. It's a great burger spot because it's a dollar eighty five a burger. It's two bucks for a cheeseburger. That's awesome. And like, I'm not talking about like they're not sliders. They're like no, they're big burgers. Like, like yeah, and it's a it's a local it's like, fast food ah. chain. Who get yourself some dicks? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's their tagline. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we are collectively twelve. <laughs> oh man! Yes, we are. <laughs> um. So yeah, everyone's actually because um, there's been a rumor that Ice Frog, the creative Dota, hasn't actually been working on it for the past year. He's actually taken a break from the game. Mm-hmm. And the recent update, everyone's just like, "Wait, what do you mean?" It's like he's coming back. It's like he's coming back. We all think that this is also when we're gonna get the new uh, character. Uh, I think Della Muerta, the dead, um, is dropping. So I'm looking forward to that. I just hope that we don't have any. Uh, snafus like what happened with the uh, Brazil major in CSGO. Mm. You know about the uh, how they had the banned women from the first five rows? Yes. Yeah. Because Brazilians <laughs> are crazy. <laughs> Brazilians love, you know, very loving people. I love them all. <laughs> loving is putting it lightly. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the things that we love to do since it is the start of a new year and there's new gains. We like to take a look at what's going to come out this year. And uh, we'll take a look at some of the stuff that has actual release dates. Uh, A lot of games have been pushed back to this year because of COVID and delays and all this other stuff. So 2023 looks to be like a really huge year for gaming. Uh, We're not going to talk about every release that's going to come out. We're just going to point out some of the ones that uh, catch our eye. Uh, let's look at what's coming out in January, uh, starting with uh, literally uh, after midnight. You get to play the new One Piece Odyssey JRPG from Bandai Namco, which drops uh, literally tonight uh, on the PlayStation 4, PS5, Windows PC and Xbox Series X. Uh, you have the Persona ports going over to the Nintendo Switch, the PS4, the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage comes out to the Nintendo Switch on January 20th. I'm actually kind of looking far forward to that. Yeah. Um, Forspoken, which we talked about on the show earlier, that drops January 24th. The Dead Space remake is just a few days later on January 27th. And for those of you who are real-time strategy fans, Age of Empires 2, the definitive edition, drops on the Xbox One and Xbox Series X. On January 31st. So a lot of games in January. We have even more coming out in February. Um, Whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Hogwarts Legacy is a title that has. I Have you seen what happened to the Steam profile page? No. Oh my god. I love the Steam user base. Because you can tag the game. In your reviews. And if enough people start tagging it. It actually starts showing up on the official store page. Okay. Survival Horror. Um, psychological horror. Like, they're tagging it all these things so people don't buy, like, the lowest rated tags on, on Steam. Because Steam does their year in review. Okay. They're rating it all the lowest rated tags so it doesn't show up for anyone. That's hilarious. They're actually technically, like, preview bombing the game. Not even review bombing, just straight up preview bombing the game. I mean, it's it's a fun tactic, and I get why they're doing it, you know, especially with the controversy surrounding J.K. Rowling. Um, the game still has a lot of pre-sale orders. Apparently, Warner Brothers was canceling. They canceled some. Some, for some yeah. reason. Uh, anyway, Hogwarts Legacy drops February 10th. You have uh, Thief Ribbon Final Bar Line dropping on February 16th. Wild Hearts on February 17th. A game I'm personally looking forward to and is the backdrop behind me right now. Atomic Heart comes out on February 21st. Uh, This is a game I've been anticipating. It looks like 
Bioshock did a line of Coke <laughs> and then decided to become a game. Uh, so I'm excited for Atomic Heart. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely check out the trailers. Uh, the game looks insane. Uh, it definitely has that like Fallout meets Bioshock feel. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be like an open world FPS also, so I'm not too sure about that. But uh, we have that coming out, like a Dragon Ishin, uh, which is the next game in the Yakuza series. The Yakuza series has officially been renamed to Like a Dragon. Uh, that's also dropping on February 21st. The PlayStation VR 2 also launches in February 2022, so you have a lot of PSVR 2 launch games. Uh, nothing at the launch really like excites me. Um, outside of maybe Horizon, call it a mountain, but it's not enough to make me want to run out and buy a PSVR 2. Uh, the sequel to The Forest, Sons of the Forest, comes out on February 23rd. Uh, we have the Kirby port of Return to Dreamland Deluxe on February 24th. Kerbal Space Program Part 2 drops on February 24th. That's the early access drop for those of you on Steam. Octopath Traveler 2 also coming out on that same date. And then four days later, another anticipated uh, drop for me, at least. Uh, if you're a Destiny fan, uh, the Destiny 2 Lightfall expansion drops on February 28th. March has a lot of games coming uh, out as well. You have the day before coming to Windows PC. Uh, the much-anticipated Wolong Fallen Dynasty coming out on March 3rd. Last of Us Part 1 gets its PC port. I cannot wait for the mod. Oh, <laughs> the mod community is going to go crazy on that one. Fatal Frame Mask of Lunar Eclipse dropping on March 9th. I'm thoroughly impressed that there's a Fatal <laughs> Frame coming out after so much controversy around the others. Yeah. Skull and Bones was originally listed for March 9th. Obviously, now it's delayed, as we just mentioned earlier on the show. The sequel. Sorry, did that list Amazon Luna? Yes. <laughs> maybe that's why it's delayed Star Wars Jedi Survivor drops on March 17th goes up against Bayonetta Origins so there's on the Lost Demon which is the little I think I think I know DLC. which one's gonna win there <laughs> I don't know Bayonetta uh, we have the Resident Evil 4 remake dropping on March 24th I am I am scared for this game uh, I am too <laughs> and it's, everyone's like oh you're scared of a Resident Evil it's like no because Resident Evil 4 is where the series started going off the rails. Yeah. And I loved every minute of it. <laughs> uh, apparently in March, the System Shock remake was supposed to drop, but then that kind of like got thrown out the window. So we don't know if System Shock's going to come out anytime soon. Uh, Seafood's supposed to be ported to the Xbox Series X and the Xbox One around that time as well. <coughs> Uh, April, things start to slow down, but of note, we have the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection dropping on April 14th. Dead Island 2 dropping on April 28th. Uh, May is when we get The Legend of Zelda Tears Which of will the be Kingdom. the only game anyone's going to play. Yeah. Uh, we also have Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League dropping in May. So I'm excited for that. June is probably the most exciting month out of them all with Street Fighter 6 and Diablo 4. And Final Fantasy 16 all dropping in that month. You're not excited for Robocop Rage City? Uh, I, I, that's if the oh, June Rogue date City. is the uh, the actual, like, official... It's kind of where we never <laughs> actually had a Robocop, like, a Robocop game recently. Yeah, this one actually looks really good. It's a first-person shooter. It looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, like... You would think those properties would do really well as an FPS. Yeah. That and, like, a Rambo game. Um, in August, we're supposed to get Baldur's Gate 3, uh, but that's not, like, official, official. Um, and of course, there's a lot of games that don't have release dates, but are supposed to come out this year. Um, we know the AEW Fight Forever game is supposed to drop this year. The Killer Clowns from Outer Space, uh, Dead by Daylight inspired game. I can't believe we're getting that. <laughs> I can't believe we're getting that franchise of all things. Of all things, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I know. Um... <laughs> I think uh, it's a few other games that are supposed to drop this year that I think Valheim like officially comes to console as well. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's obviously going to be like a holiday title of some sort. Um, 
And that's about it as far as... Homeworld 3 comes out soon. Uh, That's supposed to be like mid-year, I think. No, because the collector's edition is supposed to be January or February. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Find out right now. Homeworld 3... Did it get pushed back? No, it's uh, quarter one. It's still quarter one? It's still quarter one. Yeah, still a lot of games. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be... Oh, yeah, I forgot about Marvel Spider-Man 2. That's slated for a fall 2023 release. Um, I'm not going to go into those because those have never had any actual like release dates. So we'll wait on those for sure. Uh, but yeah, a lot I of. I thought Armor Core Six said twenty twenty three. I don't remember what the trailer said. Oh, yeah. Um, but we'll talk more about that. But anyway, there's a lot to keep us busy, and of course, we'll definitely give you our thoughts right here from our show here. Um, what what game do you think is going to be the disappointing game of the year? <sighs> like a game that's like that has high anticipation, and yeah, like people will play it, and then it's more like, oh, it wasn't all that. I'm kind of afraid for Final Fantasy 16. I think Final Fantasy 16 is going to be amazing. I just think the Final Fantasy diehards are not going to like it because mm-hmm. it's not turn-based. That, it, see, you, you're hitting it on the head. I'm like, I, that's the thing. I think it's going to be amazing. But I also think that, like, the voc- that's a very vocal community. Yeah, it's a vocal minority. <laughs> They also did like their remake, but they had some actual legitimate complaints about the remake of Seven. I don't know what they were, but cause... uh, they did like who's the guy who's in love with his motorcycle? Oh, that boss! They didn't like the boss. No, they didn't like. He makes no sense because you're about to get captured by Shinra, right? Right. He rolls up and destroys Shinra property. Yes. And you can escape. Yes. Makes no sense. No, it doesn't make perfect sense. Because he's crazy. I know he's crazy. Why is he on the payroll? <laughs> Shinra. <laughs> Shinra. I, I'm starting to think that they're all just imperfect clones of Sephiroth. At this point, yeah. Just, <laughs> who's Aerith? She's a clone of Sephiroth. What? No. <laughs> uh, um, it'll be interesting to see where the story goes. Um, I've also been playing... Crisis Core. That's another thing I forgot to mention yeah. earlier in the show. Crisis Core is fun. It is fun. It's great. Uh, I just I think it forgets that it's a it's a handheld game because they literally just ported it in. Yeah. HD did it. Up. Yeah. So I was like, I okay. Just, uh, I don't know about. Uh, I think Hogwarts. Really- I, I feel like Hogwarts Legacy is going to be a disappointing game. Well, here's the thing. I had I had friends, and then I, um, there was something that I that I read online that made. A lot of my friends cancel their pre-order. Okay. And it's specifically about J.K. Rowling. So J.K. Rowling apparently has explicitly said that she believes that the money she makes is evidence that people genuinely agree with her views on trans people, or at least those beliefs aren't a deal breaker for them. Yes, she yeah. did say that. Okay. So basically, even if you, it's like, oh yeah, we could separate the author from their work. Like, yeah, you can mentally, sure, but as long as she still gets that royalty check, she'll still be around. Yeah, and that's the problem. I know. I, for, for me, it's just like I, 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 I already know. I feel like the game is gonna be a mess only because there are specific quests tied to a console, and I hate it when companies do that. Yeah. The other thing too is like because that also means that you don't. This is not a. Game strike on the developer but avalanche studios is also a developer that makes a specific kind of game and they're good for a specific kind of game yeah good for open world action things um that was the first doing this rpg type thing i don't think well supposedly it's open world I don't know. I think it's just a little as in that the world is talking about the the studio that has made a bunch of just cause games the mad max game I don't know if they have the caliber to do like an oh, RPG they've thing. RPG. They've done story driven. I don't know if they've done it before. before. That's why. Like for me, personally, if they have, I may have missed that it's them that developed it. Um, Let me find out for you real quick. 
Uh, games. They've done The Hunter. They've done Renegade Art. Uh, Ops. Rage 2. That's the first person shooter yeah. open world game. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Generation Zero. Which is kind of an open world uh, first person shooter survival RPG. Yeah. Uh, the Hunter, a free to play a hunting video game. Oh, The Way of the Hunter? Yeah. I know they did that, but that, again, it's a first person shooter. <laughs> Like I said, the criteria <laughs> is literally so wait, action, <laughs> adventure, open world, first person shooters or third person shooters. I don't Maybe it's a third person shooter. I don't know. Harry, Harry Potter universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like maybe you don't even have to encant the spells or anything. It's like what they did for Metroid. Just put it on the D-pad. Choose the weapon you want. I don't know, man. Actually, when's Metroid Prime coming? Nintendo still hasn't. Reveal that. I hope that comes out this year. I think it will. That'll be a nice stuff. There's that rumor that like Nintendo has apparently Nintendo had to have delayed their next console because of COVID. I don't know. I feel like they've been making money hand over fist with the Switch. I think no, no, but I think they they were probably planning a new console. I definitely feel like they may have been in hard way. There definitely was an attempt to do some type of hardware upgrade for yeah. a Switch XL type thing. Yes. COVID was, and everything, I think, kind of messed and with I that And I think climb. the system, while not a direct hardware upgrade, was going to be enough so that these type of games, like these Pokemon Open World games, could, well, and Legend of Zelda, yeah, could probably run better. Could probably run Like better. what they did with the, uh, with the new 3DS. Yes. Which did have different hardware in it, it had a better accelerometer and it had better CPU and it had a better graphics unit in it. Yep. But people were like, oh, but it looks exactly the same. I'm like, yeah, but it's doing computational codes better. Mm -hmm. I do agree that they, I, <coughs> and that's why I said, I think they were supposed to do that. I think 20, I feel like 2020 set everyone back or yeah. messed with timetables. Because if you look at Nintendo, since the Wii, they've done every kind of five years for a new console in a way. Yes. Because they marched to a beat to their own drum. Though a lot of people are kind of saying that the Switch shouldn't count for this gen. It should count for last gen. I feel that that's a, an agreeable statement. That's fine. I've always counted gens as differentiating of hardware. So that's where I feel... Because like, so for first gen, it's arcades. Right. The Atari, you have uh, things like that. Yeah, so the, the reason with why Nintendo kind of falls in between two is... They launch between co console they, generations they all between the time. console generations, which is what they did with this one. Yeah. Uh, the Switch is just a portable Wii U when you think about it. Yeah. That's all it Just is. with the NVIDIA Tegra chip. That yeah. NVIDIA is like, can we give you something new? Because we don't want to do security patches anymore. Yeah. Poor NVIDIA is so angry at Nintendo, but they can't diss Nintendo because Nintendo's like, we technically make more than you. Yeah. So I, I feel like the Switch is definitely a previous generation system. It's not in the PS5, right. Xbox series. Right. If that's how you, if you, you're, if you're counting. Um, differential, if you're counted by hardware generation, sure. My argument is that each generation is defined by hardware jumps. Mm -hmm. And but the thing is, they didn't really do like a jump. It was more like they, a. Compared to the Wii U, it is a jump because the Wii U still ran on a. Um, was. If the Wii was two GameCubes duct taped together, the Wii U is four GameCubes duct taped together. Right. The Switch leaves that all behind and goes through an NVIDIA Tegra chip. Right. Um, so that is actually a huge generational jump. You're no longer using a power PC CPU. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, all it's all architecture stuff, and that's how we should be differentiating should. console generations. But because, Nintendo but because marketing and because, P because 
gamers, and I really hate to put it this way, you all fall for the really dumb marketing tactics. They do, and, that, and that's <laughs> why I, I that's why I hate when people label the Switch a console because technically. It's, it's incorrect. Handheld. It's a handheld system. It's a handheld system. It just happens to be well, able to be plugged into your TV. If we go by the, the historical definition of console, technically all of them are still, even the Game Boy is technically still a console. And the reason why is a console is a computer that is designed to only do one thing. Play games. Yeah, yeah it's designed to do one thing. You can make the argument that um, the PS5 and Series X and the PS4 and the Xbox One are no longer consoles. They are uh, what are known as uh, slim, thin client computers. <laughs> that argument is definitely makeable. <laughs> <laughs> like, in all honesty, and Nintendo really is the only console maker. Right. Because if you look historically, the Amiga is a computer, but it is a console computer. It is a terminal that you can type into and you could take the whole thing with you right. and you don't really lose anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think like the, the the term console definitely has changed. It has changed in regular, yeah. Like everyone calls it the PlayStation Five console, and it's like, no, this is it, really it's a, a it's a thin it's it, a thin client computer at this point. You can launch really a browser cool. on it. Yeah, <laughs> you can surf the internet on it. You could. You just can't use it like as an actual computer. I mean, the it's Xbox you can actually surprisingly. Well, that's because you can. It's no, because it's running on Microsoft. It's running a version of Windows, I think, ten or eleven. Mm -hmm. That's like very specific, but you can still open for some reason Notepad in it and type an essay if you want. <laughs> I've seen it done, and I'm just like, ah, okay, it has Notepad for sure. Anyway, uh, I think that about does it for our show today. So uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, definitely stick around though, because after we go off the air, we will have RJ and Joel tackling uh, It Takes Two. Oh, uh, they finally beat. They, they, they finally beat the, the Great Ace Attorney games. Took them two years. Well, we had a lot of interruptions, <laughs> and those cases are long. Uh, but as always, you can check out more information over at our website at digitaleraentertainment.com. Links are being dropped in the chat right now. Uh, by me, because I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, you can check out our digitalareaentertainment.com website for all our social media links, podcasts, written content, and more. Uh, if you wish to support us on top of that, we do have a merch shop. You can check out our merch over at our streamelements.com uh, slash digitalareaentertainment. Uh, you can check out our D hoodie, our D t-shirts, our D tank tops and our D mug for your beverage of choice. Uh, so definitely check that out there. In terms of other sponsors, you can check out. I think this works again now. Yes, it does. Yeah, it works again. Uh, you can check out our sponsor, Image Anime, to use our promo code discount ship for free ground shipping over all in stock items over $100 over. So you can use that promo code if you yourself are a fan of anime or know someone who is an anime fan. Uh, you can direct them to imageanime.com and have them use our promo code to save on ground shipping, uh, which saves you a lot of money when you think about it. Uh, definitely feel free to gander over to our YouTube page because you can check ground out shipping. our Coco No Pro teaser trailer, our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel that was featured over... At RG at, R, at RG at IGN's uh, Road Jam, uh, definitely Rogue Jam. take a look at some of our other videos on there, including our Game of the Year video, which uh, was created by yours truly, as well as Waypoint Cafe uh, employee Ryan Battle, who helped contribute uh, with a bit. editing and <laughs> voice acting. And RG. <laughs> RG. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> RGN. RGN. <laughs> That's what I, I miss oneup.com so badly. What up? Oh my God. It's old. <laughs> you know their homepage is still up, right? Really? You want to feel old? No. Please don't. I already have the grays. <laughs> uh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, did they finally take it down? I think they finally took it down. Let me find it. Keep going. Uh, one up. 
Anyway, uh, what am I missing? I'm forgetting which prompt I'm missing. I think I hit them all. Yeah, I think I think we're good with the prompts. Uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna have RJ and Joel up next for It Takes Two. So join them on the adventure of helping a young family deal with their potential separation slash divorce. We'll see what happens in that game over there. That's hilarious. Uh, But as always, uh, until next time, you've been decoded.